I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. Thank you for joining again this week. We are on episode 118. Back at it. It's been a busy quarter, and now that's all behind us, and I've got so many updates and so many good things to talk to you about, and uh, today I want to talk about two things. One, I just recently did a TED Talk, TEDx, Down Patrick, Um, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about that and the lessons I learned from doing that. Um, and also a little bit on personal accountability, which is kind of what the TED Talk was about um, in one aspect, but then was also in, in terms of others. So it's been a bit busy few weeks. If you haven't been following, or if you have been following, I'll, I'll give a quick recap. We had our first Not a Webinar with Bess Friedman. It was awesome. Um, she's an absolute rock star. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's online. We did a live stream. We had an in-person audience. The reason I did that, not a webinar, and we've got seven more that are going to be queued up, um, is that I'm so tired of the webinars being inundated by webinars that um, I, I half joke, I say it partly in jest, but they're just not good. You know, we're inundated with these webinars. So I wanted to create an event um, with just real talk from people who are doing really good things. And that's what not a webinar is all about. And so uh, Bess really lived up. She set a very high standard for the rest of the guests. They're going to be very cool. They're going to be announced soon. The week after that, I was on a plane over to Northern Ireland, um, which was amazing. It started in Belfast. And, and the reason I went over there, I was invited to speak at the TEDx event in Downpatrick in Northern Ireland, which is a little bit south of Belfast. Um, had an amazing time in Belfast got some nice tours of, of community centers and we had this great dinner and, and I met some really good people and um, amazing. You, if you've heard the podcast before, you know my love affair with Belfast and how much I love Belfast and, and how I think it's one of the coolest cities out there. Um, I, I'd almost call it like the Brooklyn of Europe. <laughs> it's just so cool uh, and it's done amazing things and great amazing things are coming out of it. But the TED Talk if you've ever wanted to do a TED Talk or if you're ever interested in kind of how the sausage is made, um, Catherine Mernon was the the curator. They call them curators of people who put it on and it's a series of speeches um, and there are crazy rules on the speeches in terms of what you can speak on and, and how to get approved and, and there's time limits and all kinds of, of stuff. Uh, it was at an amazing place called the St. Patrick's Center in Downpatrick in County Down. Um, it's just below the Down Cathedral. It's this center where if you go around the back, St. Patrick's actually buried there, which is neat. So I got to see St. Patrick's grave, which is, you know, I, I, you'd be hard pressed really to find a, a more famous saint. So that's kind of cool. Um, also in that same grave is St. Bridget, who's the other patron saint of Ireland. Um, and it was just this cool center just on the history of St. Patrick. And you could learn all about St. Patrick and all this good stuff. But they had this nice little theater. TEDx events, my understanding is that it's limited to only 100 people in the audience, which was a perfect size, I think. I think that's a really good uh, a really good thing. And, and so eight speakers. I want to say eight speakers. Great topics. Um, 
everything from a, a woman who started an Irish dance school to an accountant who teaches people accountancy. Uh, but he's also really told his personal story with his family and, and how much he loves his local area. He's really a historian. Um, other coaches spoke. A, um, a disability advocate spoke. She had an incredible kind of perspective in terms of what our assumptions are in terms of what's appropriate for just the way we structure things from from an architectural standpoint and and how we think about people with disability. And so the, the talks that are going to be coming out are meaningful. And I think people will get some really good, really good tangible aspects out of it. What I spoke, the, the title of the speech is Thriving Amid Constant Change, a Personal Accountability Framework. And it's just my jam. It's like, how do you prepare for change when you don't know what change is coming? And macro change requires a focus on the micro individual. And it's what the book Adapting Emotion was all about and incredibly relevant today, especially as we look at AI and the massive amounts of change that are coming through. That's really what I jumped on is we're so focused on the change externally that we're never really focused on what we can control, what we can, what our responsibility is to ourselves um, and the personal accountability of taking care of ourselves so that we're best able to prepare for whatever change comes like things like AI or, oh, I don't know, pandemics and, and whatever else. And so I walked people through the framework that I've done on the podcast before, but I added in a few extra uh, quick stories, why I quit drinking and um, uh, a good story at the end that people really love. And I'll talk a little bit about how I met my future self, which was a little wild, um, and just walking them through the physical aspect of what's so important for, you know, as we prepare for change and get ready for whatever change is coming, we have this obligation to ourselves that we never really take the obligation for ourselves. We'll do anything for other people, but we never do anything for ourselves in order to make ourselves in this healthy selfishness type of way. And so the focus on the physical, of course, the diet, fitness, sleep, we all know it, we ignore it. But it's, it's one of those things that we have to focus on. What are we eating? Are we eating the right things? Um, how are we active every day? And get some sleep. Get that good sleep. But beyond the physical, the fun stuff is the, the mental preparation, the self-love. How can anyone be satisfied in life if they're not satisfied with the one person they can never be separated from? Um, and finding satisfaction with ourselves. And that takes work. A lot of work all the way to self-care and that's where you know my story of why i quit drinking and and the benefits of my family and my business and everything else and then belief system which you've heard me talk a lot about is what do you actually believe and um that's not a simple question and it's a question that needs to be answered all the time and it's a constant discussion with ourselves again obligation to ourselves to answer these questions for us uh and then finally the social aspect of um who's our support system Take the time to think about who your support system is and, and who are the micro interactions to make sure that we're part of a bigger world and, and remind ourselves that there's something bigger than us. And, um, and then the newbies, the new perspectives to challenge our belief systems, to challenge the things that we think. And I mean, that's kind of surface level. Um, I only had 12 minutes to kind of speak, but surface level, those are the things that I really went into and giving that framework this like three by three grid, um, that's a constant, I constantly go back to this when I'm dealing with change or managing change or, or feeling my frustration or overwhelmed. Something there is there's a component in one of those that I can probably reflect on and, and take some tangible action to get myself above whatever the drowning that I feel and, and the difficulty that I feel. And I ended it with 
not to ruin the TED Talk because I want you to watch it. It should be up. I think it's going to be published next week. I hope it's published next week. Um, was my my hike to Bear Mountain um, that I do every year. I do it every October on the anniversary of when I quit drinking around that time where I take this hike up to the top. It's the major Welch Trail. It's all through Bear Mountain and you get up to the top and you can see Manhattan in the distance and I pack a lunch and I plan my week, my week, my year, my month, whatever it is, and, you know, reflect on what's challenging to me, you know, what's really present in my mind. And last year when I did it, uh, I was leaving, I, I was just, there was a lot going on, right, in my head of what I wanted to accomplish, and I couldn't really focus, and so I ate my lunch, and there's always a lot of people up there if you don't get up there early enough, and everybody's kind of taking their stupid selfies, and, and um, it's not always the greatest place to, to reflect. And so I wrapped up my lunch, and took in the view and then I was leaving and this guy stopped me. Uh, and I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast. Maybe I did. Sorry if I'm repeating a story, but this guy stopped me. He's like, Hey, can you take a picture of me? And he had biked up to the top of bear mountain, um, which is significant. I would say I'm not much of a cyclist, but he biked up and, uh, he said he wanted to prove to his wife that he made it to the top and he was kind of joking and he was real, real, um, chatty. And, and I wasn't, um, my head wasn't there, right? I wasn't really open to much discussion, but this guy didn't need any prompting and he just kind of loaded up and it was almost like he was delivering a message to me. And he ended it with, well, so he told a story and this is why I think I met my future self. His name was Jim. He was in his seventies. He had quit drinking a number of years before. He realized that he wasn't meeting his obligations. Like he, he basically told me my life story, which was wild. And he ended it and he just looked at me like dead set, like you're an idiot. He said, if you wait for somebody to do anything for you, you're going to be dead in a box before it's done. And that was like, it was hitting me so fast. I almost want I remember thinking at the moment, I got to tell this guy, like, this is exactly what I needed. And I didn't, I was like, okay. And I just kind of took it and walked away. And, um, and that's, you know, when we think about personal accountability, um, and this threw me for a loop, the whole, I take a two hour hike back right through the woods. Like this is a, a whole half day exercise that I do. And, um, it's a two hour loop behind the mountain back to the car. And, um, it was all I could think about is what am I waiting for someone else to do for me? And as I think about all the work that I want to do, all the things that I want to accomplish, and this is probably relevant to you as you listen to this is what are you thinking about wanting to accomplish and do? And we get this frustrated. We talk about purpose at work. We talk about all this stuff and we're just frustrated. I hear from clients all the time. I don't get the feedback that I need. And, you know, the question is, how do you get the feedback that you need then? Do you change the questions you're asking? Do you change the people you're asking? You know, what are the steps that you can take? Because other people aren't thinking about you. Other people aren't going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take the time to make sure that you're set up in the way that you need to be set up. Nobody does that. And it's something I always knew, but we just kind of ignore it. We know it, but we ignore it. And um, and <laughs> as I was writing the speech and I sent it out for feedback. One person wrote back, and I didn't say it in the TED Talk, but it's true. When you hear someone, when you hear your future self tell you it, it hits a little different. And with things changing so quickly, AI changing so quickly, and the the workplace changing so quickly, people being laid off, and we've got to restructure the organization, and, and how do we get the team motivated, and how do we do this? And we're all thinking about all these things that we need to do, but we're so focused externally. We're never thinking about what do I need to do? 
What do I need to do as a leader to get my people to think differently? You can't force them to think differently. They have to do this through an exercise. You have to bring them through it. How do you prioritize these things? You know, I just gave feedback for an article in terms of wellness. How, you know, everybody wants to prioritize wellness. Uh, We talk about it at work. We talk about wellness at work. We talk about all these things, but it's never a priority, right? We prioritize the things that are really important. That if wellness is really important, you have to prioritize it. That's your accountability to yourself. How is that the first thing that you do every day? If learning is your priority, how are you learning every day? And I've had clients who have started every meeting. If you want to talk about wellness and you want to prioritize wellness on your team, every team meeting should start with, what are you doing to make yourself well? And that's the first question. Go around. And if it becomes the habit and everybody's thinking about it, everybody knows they've got to come to that meeting talking about what's making them well or not well, or I need help with something or whatever it is, suddenly... When it's top of mind and it becomes a priority, that's how the things change. So often we start these initiatives and, and it's always secondary to getting the business done. But when we realize that well employees make good business decisions and we could prioritize this, the first thing, it's a five minute exercise at the beginning of a meeting. Or what are you learning today? Or, or what is a question that you have that somebody else could be meaningful for? I do the Adam Grant thing, giving and taking. Everyone has to give something and take something. You know, what are we teaching our employees and our teams and ourselves, how is this, you know, we think about presence, we think about reflecting in the morning, we think about meditation, we think about all these things, but there is an action that has to happen. And it's our responsibility to do that. And so it was a nice exercise to go through to write the TED Talk, to write the whole kind of story of my philosophy on what I need from a wellness perspective that I think could be relevant to other people in that framework that people can use to to ask these questions of ourselves. That's that's the fun part. And so look out for it. It'll be coming up soon. I hope you enjoy it. I would love your feedback on it. Um, and that's, yeah, that's just me spitting a little bit. And I'm going to get back into the habit of doing these podcasts. Um, I've got some just interesting things that I've been reading about how we're misinterpreting empathy and um, how do you finish things. And so these are all going to be topics I'm going to be talking about in the next few weeks. And uh, I look forward to it. And if you want me to cover anything, I'm happy to do it. But there's you know, I, it's funny. I go through these cycles of doing podcasts for a period, and then I go back not doing podcasts because I'm going back learning and thinking about other things, and then I can reinvent and do uh, more more topics to talk about. So, if there's anything you want me to cover, I'm happy to do it um, because it it seems to be resonating, which is nice. So, uh, have a wonderful week. Look out for the TED Talk. Remember what what can you do to be accountable to yourself, and what can you learn for yourself. This was a quick one, and and. Um, more to come. Lots more to come. There's so much to learn and so much to focus on and so much to do. So uh, as always, I'm here to help. Feel free, reach out. I'm happy to help you in any kind of way that I can and uh, enjoy your week. And I will talk to everybody soon. Thanks. Have a good week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.